back, 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 back. We are back. Um, I want to hit on one thing before Pat uh, gets the intro this week. It's going to be a topic for the week. It's going to be a word we're going to come back to probably only in the intro, but I want to say it because it's about sacrifice. I think a lot of people think we do the podcast for a lot of reasons. The girls, sure. The money, absolutely. The fame, the adulation, of course, we, we don't need it, but we love it. Uh, sacrifice, that's something we're giving to you tonight. We're sorry the podcast is late this week. Unfortunately, I fell a little ill. I'm still playing hurt. This is my Jordan flu game, but we're back. Uh, please excuse any coughing fits. Patrick, how are we doing this week, big guy? I am fantastic, and yes, um, the money's been great, Devin. The money's been great, especially coming into oh. Season 3. Once that Season 3 money hits the pockets, it's like, why do we even do it anymore? And then I think, you know what? It's the fans. It's the fans. It's absolutely you guys out there. You, you, you make it all worth it. little spoiler, we may have inked a big a big ad deal with someone that rhymes with McCroy. Mm. So be on the lookout. Yeah, Pat, how are we doing this week? For good, good, uh, good first episode, huh? Yeah, yeah, we can get into it. Um, it was, it was fun. It was fun, you know. It was. I thought it was. There was enough, you know. There's a lot of actually. I thought, um, you know, early tribe dynamics at play. Like, and I think that the returning players had to play some to do with it. But uh, you know, usually don't see that much strategy or that much. We got to go for this or you know. There was a lot of long term gameplay going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what I think is going to be some early fireworks. Before we really dig into it, there is a little bit of unfinished business. Yes. After 10 minutes of Googling Pavlovian, I think I'm still no further to understanding what the word means other than you are conditioned to do something. Yeah. It's the experiment. The um, Actually, you're supposed, you're supposed to do the book report. Go ahead and you tell me what the experiment was. No, that's about it. I have a graphic up about a dog who's sitting there looking at dog food. Yeah. So I'm forgetting the context I used it in, but it's basically... If, you know, the, the experiment was this Pavlov, he had a whole <laughs> bunch of dogs, and he was, like, ringing a bell, and then every time that the dogs, like, did something, he would give them food, and then so eventually the dogs learned that when the guy rings the bell, they're going to get food, and, you know, you could train your dogs to do that, like, they brush by the bell, and then you go open up the door for them to go out, run to the bathroom. And it's like go, Dwight yeah. in the office with, yeah. the, with the mint and the, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha, I yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So for any of you wondering at home if you're smarter than us and you're probably capable of doing a podcast, now you know the answer is an unequivocal yes. Yes. Uh, they they, they should have known that by now. And if you didn't, then you probably aren't smarter than us. So appreciate you still as a fan for sticking around. But uh, <laughs> thank you for doing that homework, Devin. I want to make sure that people know we're challenging each other uh, and not yeah. just them. Absolutely. It's all about being better every single day. It's about going fast uh, and keeping the momentum up. So with that in mind, uh, let's let's jump into the first topic of the day. I think a, a little review of the episode sort of intertwined with uh, sort of policing ourselves on our own headshot takes. What, what do you think about that? I love it. I love it. Let's get right. right in. All right, cool. Um, my Well, why don't you go ahead? Do you, you have a first one to start with? Um, yeah, I'm terrified for Kelly. I'm terrified for Kelly. It seems like <laughs> she is, uh, well, we'll talk a lot more about her later, but, um, you know, I, I, at the start of the episode, you know, I was obviously focused on her, that, that gorgeous blonde hair. You can see it from a mile away. I wasn't the only one. They talked about it on the boat, but she's pulling up immediately. People are fans and I start to worry. And then she starts talking a little bit about her, um, you know, I need to play a little bit more of a strategy game. Don't want to be on the bottom. And then fast forward to the end of the episode it looks like they're gunning for right off the jump so um obviously my mvp you know she's my girl um 
get a little bit of hope with the potential of a Redemption Island, but I am I'm terrified for Kelly right off the bat. With, I thought it was one of your first in, takes. I, well, I thought it was interesting with Kelly that she was self-aware enough to say, you know, I need to play a little bit more of a social game. But the mm-hmm. thing that was impressive about that whole thing was that I felt like Wendy sort of picked up on that and and kind of saw through it and saw that she was, you know, chumming it up and, and sort of like being flirty and all of that, which is, right. is, is dangerous if she can get people to buy into that. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, go go Kelly Wentworth. I'm a huge fan. But I was, I was into Wendy more than I thought. I, I had her being the first person voted out. So as much as I liked her, I was actively rooting for that last vote to be for Wendy because I just right. wanted her to go home so yeah. I can lord that over you. But alas, <laughs> you were right, and we'll get into yes. that in a little bit too. But Wendy, uh, fun, charming... Uh, Tourette's, which I didn't see coming, uh, seems no. like a huge goofball. She uh, she admitted sort of um, a, a level of of awkwardness and and not being able to maybe relate to a certain amount of people. Um, and I think you saw that in in kind of her stubbornness towards the end. So so as much as she's fun and she's goofy and all that, I don't know if she's really long for the game. Would you agree with that assessment? Um. I, yeah, I kind of would, but I also want to. I, I, I want to caution that with you know she, by doing that, you know, as admirable as it was, I think it's a little too early to be playing the loyalty card. You know, you especially when it's a pretty clear split. Like you don't really need to go down with the ship there. You know, you can jump ship easy. You know, Reem gets it. You know, you're not. What do you owe Reem? Um, so I think that people might view Wendy as a potential pawn. So I think that she could stick mm. around, uh, <clears throat> but I would wonder what what will she really be able to do down the line i don't think much i think she seems a little too naive but maybe i'm not giving her enough credit i do really like her yeah. so i'll be rooting for her i just i just don't know that's like a real big pat sort of uh pillar when you're talking about survivor you hate people that are loyal to a fault after very short periods of time so not yeah. surprising that you weren't the biggest fan of that wendy move yeah no yeah i mean it's it's worse than um or it's better than it's better than um my girl Reem, who is, you know, we're going to get right back into, I guess, one of my other points here was um, Survivor Sin from way back. Don't piss people off before the first tribal council because people have nothing to vote on. Why are you touching people's shit? So I have three reasons why Reem sucks. Um, the first one, a little played out, you just hit on it. Don't move my shit. Yeah. I, I got it. I used to actually, if you want to follow us, it's at, at Got Nothing For You. That is the number four on Twitter. Um, I, I got into it a little bit with Figgy, former contestant. All love. All love Fig. Fan yeah, of the show. Huge. huge. She's, a, she's a huge friend of the pod. Um, huge fan of the pod. But Definitely got we, busy we, on her season. Yes or no? Oh, totally. Absolutely got busy yeah. on her season. Okay. Uh, Great. And she was saying, I understand. I understand your point of view, Reem. Why are they gunning for you for for moving their stuff or helping? And I was like, eh, don't move my shit. I because I, I could just see myself reacting very very poorly to that. And and I the fact that everyone else is on my side, I would have been so down to vote her up for something like that. It's just yeah. a don't stir the pot too early. I'm not surprised that that was sort of the thing that the the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, and let's get one thing straight. I'm not questioning Reem's intention. I think that she really thought she was doing a helpful thing. I don't think anyone totally. You know, I, I I don't think it, it, any part of her was like, you know, pulled the Russell Hans move where Russell burned people's socks first day. <laughs> you know that I mean that was intentional. That was fucked up, and it was hilarious. Reem just you know 
it's just it's so small, but that's really all you have to go on. Like you want to so, be safe, so if you have anything to make somebody a target, that means that you're safe. You're on board, and that's all that yeah. they needed. So two things for me on on that, and then we can move on to the next reason why she sucks. I don't want you touching my shit because I'm forgetful as it is. I if you moved it, I think I'm gonna think I lost it, and then I'm just on Survivor without a shirt. Right, and also before we hop off onto your second point. The, somebody might have had an idol in a pocket. Like, that's poor sportsmanship on that's Survivor. That's happened before. Right. That happened, so, that happened to Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a that's something I hadn't considered where, you know, probably a little early in the game for her to even be thinking that. But use your noggin, Reem. Use your noggin. You know, you're, you know, we, you, you've sent in a, a, um, a video, an application to try and get on this show. You wouldn't pull that move. There's people sitting no. at home that want that opportunity and aren't pulling <laughs> that day one bullshit. So yeah. cut it out. On to number two. Uh, wait, sorry, my other point on this is just that I also don't know you. Right. So for you to get uh, your hair up because I uh, I got pissy that you moved my shit, I, I, don't, I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. Stay away from my shit. Number two, this is, um, is going to be a little bit of me acting it out. So uh, I am Keith with the higher voice here and, and Reem with the lower voice. I see you as kind of a motherly figure. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm I'm kind of a mama's boy. Don't be such a pansy. That is not building an alliance 101. That is everything you do not do when, when someone is reaching out to you and trying to make some sort of a connection. And I get that you taught him how to do a, a very poor doggy paddle later in the episode, but all you have to do is say, "Hun, come over here. I'm everything you need in this game." Yeah, like you have a like, you know, I like Keith and I and and, and I have some things to say on him, but you know, you have a young kid who's like saying, "Hey, I need guidance," and you just blow him off like that. You know, it's oh god, it, it. She belongs where she is. Nineteen looks like looks like he's fourteen. He just screams of someone who misses his freaking mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet kid, uh, sweet kid, sweet kid. Um, oh, one thing on him didn't make the show, didn't make the air, cut it mm. for time, which is a reason I think the first episode should be ninety minutes. But I usually double sewed. Usually double sewed. Um, Keith, you uh, Keith, Keith almost drowned. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my man right jump- there. That's my man's after that. When they jumped off the boat, Jeff, they didn't air this apparently, but Jeff had to like scream at people on their tribe to go back and help him. Yeah, uh, and you later learned that he basically like got on Survivor and then was like, well, guess I got to start taking swimming lessons. That was his <laughs> first time in open water, and I think he did admirably. And I also oh, wow. think just the person, the person that is willing to apply and then it, like f- go further down a journey of going on to Survivor, not knowing how to swim at 19 years old, that is a person that is like living their best life, and I got a shit ton of respect for that. Yeah, that kid's got that kid has massive stones. So I'm, I'm a big Keith fan. Um, and then the last thing on Reem is just that if you're gonna if you're gonna be outwardly spoken about how much you hate people who are sensitive, then you when it turns on you, you, you can't be a sensey little uh, person. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, when, when the hate started coming at her on Tribal, I just felt like she, you know, there, there's not much of a way to react in that first scenario, but I think everything she did was the worst way to really go about right. most of the first episode. Well, what's her what is her best play there? Like it's like I I mean I think that she walked into that tribal with zero shot, but like what like when she gets hit with that, what is her 
Like, what would you want to see her do, I guess is what I'm asking. Have you ever seen Wentworth play this game and you're worried about me? I'm fine in the mm. challenge. We were about equal in the challenge. Keep me and you're not losing a ton there. Keep her and she's going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough one to play after the first one. But yeah, that's, that, that's, that's miles better than what she did. I think, honestly, I think she was screwed when she started moving the clothes around. Um, yeah. It doesn't take but that, much, that man. was really her only. It's the first episode. There's a, yeah. it was it was it was a little nice. You know, we've had such good strategic play for the majority of the last three four seasons. It was sort of like a, a like a little bit of comfort food to see them vote someone out because you just don't fit in. It, it was sort of a callback to like the earlier seasons where people that happened a lot more. Right, right, and I mean it's. It's unfortunate, but Survivor's a social experiment. It's a it's a reflection of the world. Y'all, um, you know, we all got those people who, you know, you're probably not hitting them up every day. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> you, know sure. you, you know, you like them, but you know, eh, you can do without them. And when you gotta, if you were forced, gun to your head, get rid of them from your squad. You know, you got to make a cut. And you know, sorry, Rain, but you're on the bottom of the barrel. For sure. Uh, and then my last person, uh, and I don't have a ton to say about him. I like War Dog. Yeah, I liked yeah. him. Good, he good was, performance in Tribal. He was working with David, and, and I, I felt like I, I actually think David probably has the upper hand in that relationship because he's sort of letting War Dog do a lot of the work and, and not be pulled down by it. But I, I thought he was assertive. I thought he, he he had good strategic thoughts, and and that he wasn't afraid to speak his mind in Tribal. He was entertaining and a good player. I'm into War Dog. I like him too. I think that um, we might have been overly hard on him, but if he actually wrote that god awful bio and is just as pleasant as he was in the episode, that's actually his problem. He needs to learn how to write and reflect himself positively to the world, uh, rather than saying he's the most he has the most sex appeal of anybody on Survivor history. Uh, remember that part of him is still there somewhere, and I think days of of malnutrition and paranoia might bring it out. And so I do think that there's another side to War Dog we haven't seen yet. But I did like him. The things that concern me, along with his bio, still concerning me. Uh, the Nets tattoo, why? And <laughs> like how quickly he was willing to, you know, not willing necessarily, but they had a pretty easy plan to vote out Reem. Why complicate it with Wendy when Wendy's like, you know... like Wendy might have been like wrong and stubborn, but I thought she gave a very... Um, you know, clear and like concise, rational opinion. Whether or not they liked it is 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 you know relevant to me in this scenario. I thought Wendy held herself very well, and he turned that as a negative. So I think that paranoia could still be this guy's downfall. Oh, totally. I, I think with those like macho Jersey New York guys, that part of it is always a concern, but also something that you're looking forward to as a fan to see it rear right. its ugly head. I'm excited for him as a player because the more that we've done the show even, I've grown to appreciate those types of personalities that are, may, definitely going to blow up at some point in time. And I think you're going to see that because it was. It was just like where he was like, hey, here's the play. And Wendy was like, oh, you know, I don't really need those. It's got to be Wendy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we ever saw it differently. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just kind of hit. Uh yeah, but uh, one yeah, interesting uh other thing about War Dog just not really about War Dog, but it's a nice transition for us into someone who I'm assuming we're going to have an abundance of things to say about all positive. They're introducing themselves on the boat. I believe this was cut from the show as well. They're going down the line. 
he introduces himself. He says, I am War Dog. Great. Next person in line. <laughs> Rick Devins. <laughs> Camera zooms in, Probst. And what's your name, sir? And he goes, this is actually super awkward. I also go by War Dog. <laughs> and it oh was the first. Oh my fir- god! I cannot get enough of Rick Devins already. It's been one episode. He he is a local news anchor, like we learned. Um, I'm assuming he has families who read his Twitter account, and I'm just spamming him with with big dick Rick. <laughs> okay, so this would be at least our second nickname that has caught on in the Twitter Twitter sphere. We got the Don Father caught oh, on for, for Donathan. Yeah. Back in the day, I think we kind of fell off our game last year in terms of you know Twitter engagement. So um, let's just call it one for one. And so if we can get Big Dick Rick trending on Twitter during Survivor, um, or at least get you know however many likes, whatever the metric is to call it a success, uh, you know it won't be as much as the money we're making, but it'll be nice for us to get trending on Twitter again. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for Big Dick Rick to just take off. Hey, hey, a hundred and ten percent funny. Uh, Relatable. He wasn't wasn't afraid to stand up for himself. Apparently, he made the Kool Aid Man joke twice, and they only aired one of them. So he really wanted to get his jokes in. I'm sure he practiced them, and it just makes me excited for the level of content that he has for us for the rest of the season. Yeah, and he's got like that affability. He's unassuming just because he's a little bigger of a guy as far as like threat goes. I I think that he'll make the merge no problem. And so I think that, and I think he's got a nice self-awareness. I think he could probably play the strategic game. I like I like this pick for the long haul. If if he, if he's in your uh, your top five for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. I totally agree. I I don't know what he's going to bring in the challenges, and I think he's he's going to be someone who's so likable that down the stretch he's going to have to maybe do something like we saw last season, string a few together uh, towards the end of the season to, to get a dub. But I, I feel good about the pick. I feel good about him going far. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else you wanted to hit on? Um, just real real quick, um, Ron Clark hit the hardest Millie Rock I've ever seen, and I became a huge <laughs> fan of him, not just because of that. He had the wherewithal to find the advantage. Uh, you know, I think... I, I, I want to see this guy play. He seems very, very eager to play, um, and, and that always excites me. Uh, the person I think about, first impression I got, I was thinking about Zeke, somebody who was just so overwhelmed with where they were, but not to the fact where it affected their game, to the point where he was like, I'm playing this and I'm going to play it hard. So I think we got a big game from him. And then, you know, we ragged on him, but man, just seeing Joe in action again, he's a special, special talent. You know, making fire without Flint. He's got this affability. I still don't think he's got a... I mean, I'm, I'm starting to root for him after just one episode. You know, he did everything and everything first and everything perfectly in the challenge. Uh, you know, Dude, I I can't get enough of watching this guy play Survivor. There's apparently also another... Uh, sorry to inundate no, you that's, that's all on I got. the show, but there was another clue on the, on the boat before they jumped off and, and grabbed all the, the supplies that said that there was a bag of canned goods under a buoy that was like a few like meters out and joe like saw that just dove out and like apparently he was so just off of the dive he was so close to the buoy already that no one else even bothered oh my god that is so So incredible isn't it so so just if and also if you see which travis you on if you see canned goods around their camp that's because he well (laughs) swam and got them and still probably picked up more supplies than anyone else I, i again I think his gameplay, his physical, 
and how he is in the challenges is obviously hard to overstate, but I think his social game is a little overplayed, but man, okay. he was impressive to watch. He's a good-looking dude, and he, he knows how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, yeah. uh, I think if that is... Yeah, we can we can continue oh, to talk about the, the, the each of the castaways, but let's do that in the vein of we are running a fantasy pool this season. Uh, we have 16 folks participating, so thank you for everyone participating. We're super excited to have you uh, ride along this, this season with us. Um, there are rumors that maybe uh, a part of the surprise is a t-shirt from a former castaway as well as maybe a guest spot on the show uh so anyway we'll see how that all shakes out thank you for sending in all of your picks a, a, a quick word to those of you who sent them in with with hot takes friend zach we do the hot takes yeah so just back it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. don't 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 remember you guys having a podcast yeah yeah if you're so smart you do no anyway so we have some interesting stats. Let me just rattle off some of the high-level ones. Hit me. Uh, let's go through the most popular picks first. Number one, Kelly Wentworth with nine people who have selected her. And Crazy. five five MVP votes. So nearly a third of you have her winning the game. And over half of you have picked her in your top five. Great picks, guys. Great picks. Yeah, yeah way, way to stand out. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Aubrey coming in with eight, and that is with two MVP votes. Then Rick and Julie, Rick has eight. Julie Carter has seven with one MVP vote, and Chris Underwood seven with zero MVP votes. Which I wanted to get your take on. He's tied for the third most votes, but nobody thinks he's going to win the game. Too much of a physical threat to make it to the end. Um, so I'm kind of mixing up early on. Um, Chris and Eddie? I think Chris and Eric. Chris and Eric. Which one's is the Eric. firefighter and which one sells solar? Oh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, you're right. Eric is the firefighter. I was saying Eddie. Okay. Eric. Chris, he's kind of got that, um, like that, um, like the, the, the Jake Koblen side smile where it's like it looks good, but it's there's something skeezy behind it. And that sounds I just, engineer Jake to you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, someone's levels are going to sound a little bit worse after after that remark. But no, <laughs> I I get it because he on paper I think he's good, but there's something wrong with him. There's something off with him, and we're going to find it out. Mark my words, we're going to find it out. So here's a way too early hot take for you. Hit me. I think he might be dumb. And I was excited about him because I think he was saying he was the one who was saying he saw himself in the light of like a Malcolm who was fairly good in challenges very smart very savvy socially mm-hmm. i'm sure he'll be fine socially because he's like pretty but i think he might be dumb yeah he might be he might be <laughs> um i could definitely see it you know i'm not I, I just think it's a little too early uh to say on him but yeah he was a surprising top pick for me i guess i mean the uh, to, i don't i just think that you know how many of the 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 young athletic males end up winning this show um versus kind of how they're 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 hyped up you know i'm not necessarily buying the hype uh and but you know he he was um not necessarily a standout but he was somebody who him eric and um uh and joe all looked like the early favorites for you know individual challenge dominators so to speak um and was it chris 
No, it was it wasn't Chris. It was it was Eric who was talking about using Joe as a meat shield, which I thought was yeah. pretty pretty nice. And um, you know, Eric was a moderately popular pick, not not as much as uh, the ones we just mentioned, but six again, no MVP. So he's falling in a similar boat as Chris. So I mean, I I, I think that the the fans are pretty pretty uh pretty clear with what they think about those two. Sure. Uh, you didn't pick Ron Clark. We have two folks who have picked him uh, with one who has him as his MVP. Strong early early showing, I thought. Um, what do yes. you think he's going to do? What would you do with the uh, immunity menu? Or sorry, the advantage menu. Uh, first things first, I keep it as long as my tribe doesn't go to tribal council. Um, I don't use it on a reward at the second reward challenge and then... You know, like basically, you need it. You need it to save yourself this early in the game. I don't think that this is even a debate. I think it is a distraction to see if somebody does something stupid. Uh, you know, I think I could. I, I I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll do it. I'm forgetting what the third option is. Do you remember? Uh, I wrote it down. It's like the third option was steal a vote at a at a tribal. Okay, so you could do that too. But you know, I, I think early on, I'd rather I'd rather save myself. Know that I will you know move forward in this game and you know you're just like if you steal a vote then you're still trusting people you don't really know you get the reward then you have the potential of losing the immunity challenge and then you're up on the chopping block with no protection right you know and i I, I don't think it's a decision i don't think it really is yeah i'm not going to articulate this well because i'm stupid but i think the reason that they put steal a vote in there is to have a third option because if it's just steal reward or get immunity i feel like everyone's gonna look at that and be like well okay i want immunity but yeah. steal a vote like makes them overthink it to a certain extent a little bit I, yeah I, I think the only real options are steal a reward or get immunity and i think the reason that it might be steal a reward is just because you are so hungry after the first few days that they give out the fishing gear, and you might think... I, I feel like that's what they're going for, either that or Flint, if someone wasn't able to make fire, yeah. but both tribes have fire. So at this point, my first thought was, if he's not hungry enough to want the fishing gear, or, or then he's going to steal the immunity, and I think he should steal the immunity, or take yeah. the immunity. Yeah, and it also becomes interesting, too, because, um, you know, let's... Like, you know that the Survivor producers are going to give us some really attractive rewards knowing that's what's at stake for Ron. Uh, that's a good um, point. You know, so I think that they're going to give a little bit more there. Maybe part of the reward has some gameplay weaved into it, so, you know, that that, that might come into play. But I also do... I, I, I can see what you're saying. If they, if they win, let's say they don't have to go to tribal, so he doesn't even face immunity until the third run, and then they win a reward challenge, they will have won at least three challenges in a row. He might feel confident in them winning the fourth, especially after getting a reward. So, I mean, I could see it, but I, I mean, I, I just don't know why you take the risk if you don't have to. Would the idols wipe out after, at a merge? What do you, his idol? Can he, could he care, or can he can only take an immunity idol at a tribal and use it at that tribal? I think that he, he only has three weeks to do this. Oh, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. I so knew there was after, something I wasn't thinking. until the third tribal council. So it's not like he can really just like rock this until he doesn't have. I mean, he he he. Yeah, he has to steal the other tribe's reward, so they have to lose a reward. Chance. Like maybe maybe you do it. You steal the reward and then hope that that's enough. If it's a big feast, to then right. win the immunity after. But I'm sorry, I forgot the three weeks. I think yeah. there's a real chance he doesn't do anything. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- you obviously use it if you get to the third tribal council and you still have it, but... Uh, I don't know. Does yeah. that put too much of a target on your back? I don't know if I would. Really? So you're saying you might feel good enough about your position that you don't want to reveal the fact that you got an advantage that early in the game? What if the tribal went a certain way, like like this past tribal went, and I'm Chris? There's no chance that Chris is going home that week. Right. Why are you just painting a target on your back? Because then it's like, oh, he found something. Um, so he's a threat. Oh, mm-hmm. he didn't tell anyone about it. So we can't trust him. And, oh, he has something that I want, so F him. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's early enough in the game that you can play it off. That you can... You, I, I, I do. I mean, I... I see what you're saying. It's it's a much difficult. It's a much more difficult decision if you're just painting that scenario. I think three weeks in. I don't think it's or not three weeks in. Three episodes in. It's a little bit different than the first tribal. Like if he if he went to tribal this first time, I would have played it. I would have played it the first time I went to tribal council. I don't know. I mean, you're you're banking on really Ooh. short relationships at that time. Oh, like, I wouldn't have. Like how how much does Chris know? Like I mean, like he knows that Reem's going home, but. I mean, maybe it's too early to get paranoid, but I don't know. I would. Yeah, I, I don't know because he's, he's stupid, like we just said. Yeah. But well, I wouldn't yeah. play it at the first travel unless I was green. But um, right. yeah. All right, moving on. The other side of the coin. Yeah. How the, how the turntables. Uh, Wendy Diaz and Victoria from the Bronx. Zero votes. A combined zero votes. Yeah, they put them together. Still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say I'm surprised. Um, we didn't see really anything of Victoria in episode one, so it's really tough to say what's what she can bring to the table. Wendy, I don't think anyone made a bad decision not to pick her, though, um, like we mentioned at the top of the show, love her infinitely more than I thought possible after our first, uh, first episode. Totally. I, I respect the people in the Fantasy League for not picking her, because I agreed with sort of your assessment earlier where she maybe fought her to get carried... Late, yeah. uh, and, and I know there's much more that goes into the scoring system than just going far in the game, but I respect the fact that it seems like everyone picked people who they thought had a decent enough shot of going far and or you know winning the game. Yeah. Um, so I respect them not picking either of them because I I just I don't know nothing in the first episode really I can't I can't get behind Victoria really either. Yeah, I mean I I I'd, I'd say the jury's still a little more out on her than Absolutely. it is on on Wendy, but yeah no I agree. Um, yeah, and then everyone else had, uh, I guess Eric just had the one, or Gavin just had the one vote uh, as well. Um, and, you know, he... I liked I, it more I, than I thought yeah, I would. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. I was going to say. Like, I, I don't... He might be another one that falls into the, uh, you know, a, a, a few tools short of a full tool chest category. But he's he seems very likable. And I could see him being... There seems to be a lot of big personalities and alphas here. I could see him kind of just finding himself after the merge with a lot of potential meat shields and people in front of him. Like, I could see him being somebody who really starts to make a move around, like, seven or eight left in the game. Um, yeah. But, but I don't know. I don't know. It's too early to say, but I liked him. I liked him, too. I mean, I feel like he, he's going to be someone who probably plays with his gut. He's got that, like, southern charm and that southern connection with with some other folks in the game. He's got the pineapple shirt, was it? And it just, I don't know, he seems like a fun-loving dude. So I can get behind Gav. Uh, you could see that he was a camp counselor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an original got-nothing-for-you-take right there. Just right off the bat, you could tell he is just looks exactly like a camp counselor. <laughs> Nothing more to him. Uh, and then just uh, a shout out to myself being the only person to pick Julie Rosenberg who looked like 
she had never been outside before as the MVP. Yeah. Um, I was a little worried for her if they went to tribal, but I think that she seems like she seems like you had a pretty good read on her. Like she seems to be like you know enough that's gonna be friendly, and it seems like there's bigger fish to fry than her. Um, so as long as she's not completely useless in the next couple of challenges, I think she'll be fine to have a have a decent run on this show. I just I bet she can swim. Like I bet she goes to the Y and does laps or something. So I feel like she's not gonna be a total waste in the challenges and yeah social game. I'm sure she'll be she'll be good as well. Um, Last person, just to give you something to, to talk about. Um, I think the quote was, I'm gay and I'm still on Team Joe. Mm-hmm. From your girl Aurora. <laughs> Thoughts Aurora. on her from the first episode? Loved her. Loved her. I think that she is... I think she's... I mean, Joe's sex appeal is no joke. Let's not get that mistaken. Uh, but, but she... She seems like what I wanted her to be. Like, you know, like just, she had a little bit of a fierceness in her headshot, so I was worried she might come in too hot. I don't think she needed to yet, but I think she's going to sit in the background. I think that her her divorce divorce attorney background is going to be perfect, perfect for this show. There seems to be a lot of other action going on in her tribe with Aubrey's name being thrown around. She seems to be in good with Joe. You know, you know, maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe, uh, what's her name? You know, Julie is you know not that good maybe victoria sucks you know we don't really know about that tribe yet because they didn't go to tribal so i think that i think that aurora can stick around and and, you know she does what was called adventure racing which is it sounds just insane Um, yeah yeah we'll 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 post a blog about adventure racing and let y'all know exactly what it is yeah but i Um, think that she's got that physical tool physical tool set and i liked her emotional and strategic tool set. So I feel very good about her um, in 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 my in my top five for sure. Absolutely, yeah. She uh, she could beat me up. Um, so I'm happy I don't have to go stay on Extinction Island with her. Which after Reem got voted out was where she ended up. Not a huge surprise that she would pick that after only being away for for three days. But um, I, I have some intel on. Extinction Island, just want your quick thoughts on it. And then uh, I think we got nothing else for you. But Extinction Island, you go there, there's really nothing. Um, there, there's sparse details about how you do get back into the game, but there is going to be an opportunity for someone to do that later in the game. The thing that is lording over you is obviously no protection from the sun, no shelter, no things like that. There is a flag uh, pole, and at any point in time, and it's in direct view of the camp, you can go over to the flagpole and raise the flag, and a boat will come and take you out of the game. You go home. You have no no shot at redemption, as it were. Wow. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, the tease was great. You know, it, it looks... I mean, they obviously, I love that they brought her there in the middle of the night and just, just put her on an island. You know, hope that she really just was like what the hell do i do and just like sleeps under a like a log or something i was uh, geeking out yeah it was pretty trippy like not gonna lie like I'd, I'd be pretty freaked out hopping on that island like that you know so cool especially yeah. in your like 40s or 50s or however like or even I don't know, i'm almost 30 like how often do you have like moments like that where she just like doesn't know what's happening it's just like i'm sure she's excited and also nervous at the same time it's like when you find a good hiding spot and like manhunt or hide and go seek and all you want to do is pee yeah, yeah. I was about to say she probably pissed her pants as soon as she got that thing. <laughs> uh, but what what I think is um, just to give people a little tiny tiny bit of context, I think I think this is going to be some sort of a redemption island. And the way the redemption island had worked in the past was basically you get voted out. And you, but this is pre-merge. You get voted out. You don't necessarily go home. You go to this island where you will then compete with the next person who got voted out. 
and the winner got to stay on Redemption Island, and at the merge, whoever was left was reintroduced into the game. So Reem is not eliminated, though she'd probably have to beat out six or seven people in a row to get back into the game at the merge. I don't see that happening. I do think Reem's time is over, but she could still get those um, those points for you if you have her in your top five. Yeah. I think there's a lot on that island. But what... Who? What circumstance does somebody say no to this? That was one of the things that, like, why the decision? Um, that's a good point. I, I don't really know. I think everyone's going to be sort of upset. We, we've seen people voluntarily leave the game before, uh, so I, I think there's an instance for it. Just, I think that you're at a point in Survivor where you're getting better players and people who are larger fans. So I feel like you'll probably see most people go over to it. Um, I have a little bit of a different take on it. Just a hey, slight. Man alteration really i think they're really going for sort of like a they're hoping for sort of like a lord of flies situation where they're going to have a bunch of people on the island at once think like four or five six people and and they're going to be hoping that there's maybe a villain over there who's trying to convince everyone else to quit and go raise the flag so that they get Mm. taken out of the game and then there's going to be one challenge and maybe they do this two two times but there's going to be one challenge and the winner of that challenge gets back into the game. But the challenge will be amongst three, four, five, six people. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's definitely, it's a new twist, and we really don't know how it works, which is, that I, I love that take. I love that take, because I, it, my, I'm the, if it's just the same as um, other Redemption Islands, just with less supplies, like Redemption yeah. Island already kind of sucked. So, right. uh, you know, it, that wouldn't be a big shift. So I do, I do, no. I would subscribe to that a little bit more. Um, I'm all into the Lord of the Flies thing. I think like it would be really cool to do it like that too, because like you don't, if you're guaranteed there's only one person going back in the game, you really have no, especially pre-merge, you really have no need to be nice to those folks. So you can go like full out psychological warfare. That's yeah. fucked up to say, but I'm not on the island. So yeah, but even if you were, like, what, what do you think Kelly Wentworth is doing if she ends up going to the island? Burning some damn socks. Yeah, she's burning socks. I wouldn't be surprised if they, if, if, if they didn't even find Reem the next day and she said, I don't know, she must have swum off. You know, I would, I would not be surprised by any of that. Like, I think that you're, you're going to bring out, like, whoever comes out of that is, they're going to be on a tear. They'll also probably be a bit of, little bit of a threat, but if there's a little bit of like a 50-50 thing going into the merge, they all of a sudden then have the power to be the swing vote. So totally. don't don't get a uh, don't get too upset if somebody gets sent to uh, Extinction Island, but uh, you know, yeah, it is going to be tough for Reem to come back, I think. I did have one question for you. Um, do you think she is at all related to John Daly? <laughs> she does look like she could put down some vodka. Uh, so I wouldn't be Shocked. Okay. I'd say there's a 70 to 80% chance, yes. Okay, great, great. I was going 100, so we're split the difference right about 90. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does on there because she does seem like she has some, uh, some like mental fortitude of her own and had like some really high self confidence. So I, I think she could do some interesting things there. And I think she will be a dick to people who also come over there if they're from her own tribe. So yeah, could be fun. A, could be fun. She was a dick before that. For sure. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Awesome. Uh, all right, I think that is uh, that's it. We we uh, I'm I'm uh, Devin. He's he's Pat. We we got nothing for you until next time. Uh, Pat has been doing the meme game on Instagram. Get at us there. Get at us on the Twitter box. Uh, we'll be live to you tomorrow, and then 
back to our regularly, regularly scheduled program. Episodes will be going up on Mondays, assuming neither of us get to hey. 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 All right, talk to you guys later. Hey. Bye.